Yes, people, we're back again. It's the hoop call. You know how we do. You know what we're about. Let's let it drop. There we go. There we go. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the hoop call, the UK voice for all things NBA. I'm your host, the Doc. And as you know, I'm not alone. We got the gang. We got the Fab Four. We got the fam with us. My very, 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 very K4 co-hosts. Who we got in the building today, though? Tobe, say hello. Can you christen us a classic, please? How do you all my gentlemen? How do you all my people? Bing bong! Back for another classic. Guys, <laughs> uh, if you haven't watched that yet, that is your YouTube homework. The Knicks reaction to their first one of the... <laughs> so you, you threw me off there. Ollie is not here today. But guess who we have back? K. Dr. Professor. Say what up. <laughs> Oop, nation. Ooh, 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 ooh. There you are, the Hoot Nation. You've been summoned. You've been summoned. <laughs> they missed you too, pal. We've missed you. We've missed you. And Ollie, I hope you're well. Hope you're well, pal. Uh, Tobes, honestly, you just crapped me up with a bing bong. <laughs> oh, dear, mate. The NBA, as you know, it don't sleep. It keeps moving. You know what? I was just deep in, yeah? Like, Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving just actually aren't playing. Like... Player power is really, really real, isn't it? Like, they're just not playing. <sighs> Mad. Like, Kyrie Irving's like, I can leave 70 million on the table. Ben Simmons is just like, yeah. <sighs> Mental, man. What a season already. Um, but I want, I, want to, I want to dive into it. So, so what we're going to do, firstly, just a reminder, listen, if you haven't followed us on socials, follow us at The Hoop Call. But that aside... Let's head to the Eastern Conference. I'll go over the standings and we'll then talk about some key moments. K-Dot, this will be your chance to shine. Um, you owe us, actually. You owe us your picks for the season, don't you? So I'm expecting them at one point as well, but not right now. Right now, we know, we know what the drum beats stand for. Right, okay. So... In the Eastern Conference, we have, in the first seed, the Miami Heat. In two, the Philadelphia 76ers. Three, the Chicago Bulls. Four, the Toronto Raptors. Five, the Brooklyn Nets, who have now won three in a row. Six, we have the Washington Wizards. Seven, we have them New York Knicks. And in the eighth seed... Quietly, to be fair, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So those are my, those are the guys. Those are the guys. Hold on, with my applause. Well done. All got positive records, and I'm happy for that. But there's a couple of teams I would like to discuss in particular. Um, you guys, just tell me. Do you want to start off positive or negative? Where's the energy at? Negative. Negative. <laughs> All right, Tobes. All right, you, you, you've laid it out. All right, okay. All right, fair play, fair play. So we're going straight negative. To be fair, actually, that's what I wanted in a weird way. So safe for that. K dot, I'm coming straight to you on this. 
I would say the most disappointing team for me so far in the NBA has been the Boston Celtics, who are in the 12th seed in the East. Furthermore, there's signs of an early little mutiny, isn't there? Marcus Smart basically called them out. What happened, for those of you who don't know, the Boston Celtics were winning a game by 14 points going into the fourth quarter. 12 minutes later, they end up losing the game by 14 points. That has never happened before in the history of the National Basketball Association. Truly, truly dreadful. I don't think I'm offending anyone by saying it is dreadful. Um, and they dropped to a three and five record. They look out of joint. And Marcus Smart called out their two best players, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Third and second overall picks, respectively, in their drafts. And it all just looks a bit... Mm, a bit... Mm. K-Dot, what's your early assessment of these boys? What's What's going on? So my first, my early assessment is that this isn't an isolated incident and it's not in a vacuum. So I think this has been a bit of a hangover since last year, uh, in my opinion. I thought that the regime change maybe would have freshened things up, maybe a new approach. We also, it seems to me that um, it seems like there's a lot of problem and it's a chemistry issue where certain players are not trusting each other. The ball movement isn't really there. The two best players are, I mean, in my opinion, um, I mean, not sharing the ball as much. Um, there's been reports that Marcus Smart or the team had a player early meeting to resolve the issues that Marcus Smart uh, raised. I, I just hope for that team, as talented as they are, that they figure they figure it out. Um, you know, I just think that that team is too talented for it to just go and crash and burn in the corner somewhere. Well, that's the, okay, well, that's my question um, to you. Especially given... Are they too talented? And... Uh, okay, oh, all right, okay, here's my question to you. I've, I've, um, and Tobes, you, you, you keep an ear in as well. Uh, firstly, are they too talented? And what what is it going to take to build chemistry in Boston? If we look at them, what's it, three years ago... Three, four, what, oh, 18, wasn't it? When they got to the conference finals and the King stomped them. Little silencer, the three over Jason Tatum. I'm pretty sure they had Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I'm pretty sure. We look at today. They have those four on the court as stars. So... I think the, the day Jason Tatum and the Jalen Brown of 2018 are different to who they are today. Um, um, I think that the locker room presence has grown just because of their talent. Um, and rightfully so. I think they deserve uh, respect, especially from what they've done in the last three years, 100%. I'm not sure Alf Horford is the same player either. Um I think if it is a chemistry issue, I do think they need to um, some trades need to happen. I think they need to get players in there who gel better. Because um, again, winning championship is winning championships is about chemistry. 
and I think the issue right now, I'm hoping it gets resolved. It's very early on in the season. I don't want to be raising any um, alarm bells yet. You know, defensively, if you have, if you have no identity, I think that comes down to um, the coaching staff. Tobes, I'm going to ask you flat out, right? I've, I've made this clear. You got Jason Tatum, you got Jalen Brown, you got the same team you had three years ago that got to the conference final as pretty much rookies, right? I think they're rookies or second years. Got to the conference final. Um, you've blamed the coaches. I just want to ask flat out are they overrated? What am I missing here about this team? Are they, are they overrated? I think right now they're not in the limelight, right? So they weren't even in the limelight for preseason as well, right? No one was no one was saying, oh, the Celtics could be a dark horse, the Celtics could make a run at it. All that really happened from memory is that uh, Jason Tatum got jacked in the offseason. That's, <laughs> that's about all I remember about the Boston Celtics. He just came back looking thick. Um, to be honest, I think what they're missing is some veteran presence. Now, Al Horford's come back, but he's not the kind of guy to really, you know, drum up the troops and provide the coordination and and be that locker room. That's the, at least that's the press the impression you kind of get from him. He's a bit of a kind of nice guy. Whereas I think you need some more identity. You need some more veteran leadership because whilst they're the most talented, I'm not sure Tatum and Brown can do that for the Celtics. Um, and truly seeing it would be really beneficial if someone in the backcourt, a guard player, would be that one driving that narrative. Now, I don't think they see Marcus Spart as that. And I think that press conference was a little bit of him saying, well, one, he was actually speaking facts because the, the two don't pass. Uh, but two, I think he was throwing a little bit of shade at the fact that, you know, he's trying to steer the ship, but he can't. And I think that's because he's not a true point guard. Some veteran leadership, and some direction, not just from the front office, but on the on the on the core itself, would be really good. Because if you look at that team, is there's still a bunch of young people, still a bunch of rookies. There's no one on that team that screams to me like locker room leader. And I'm not. In, I, it doesn't even have to be someone gnarly and in your face. Someone that springs to mind, someone like Ricky Rubio with with these bunch of guys. You know, just someone who's a bit of a mm. a quiet general who can speak, whisper in AM. Yeah, look. Young blood, I know you're. This is your team, but in this situation, you should be thinking like this. I think that will go leaps and bounds. But right now, not overrated for me. Not underrated. I mean, they are underperforming. Don't get me wrong, but I think that will balance out over the course of the season, and they'll just. It's just going to be at the moment a nothing year. I think you guys have you guys gone soft. But it is early in the season. It is early in the season. I'm just been a little bit disappointed. Um, I just feel like the Celtics are a team where two plus two is not equal in four. A great team, your team two plus two equals five or six, right? A team that is performing as expected, two plus two equals four. But I mean, they've got sort of a. You say they've got no veteran leadership. Al Horford's a veteran. Al Horford's been in. You know, he's been in wars. Jason Tatum and Mark, Jason Tatum's been in wars. There, there are a few years down the line. You know, you got two good shooters. You got a lot of sort of good defensive players. Front court's a bit light, admittedly. I'm not quite sure why they're not better. They, they, they have to be a top four seed in the East for me. Like, there's no reason why the Raptors should be better than them, in my view. If Jason Tatum is 
what they say he is. Which is he? Um, impressed with Jalen Brown though. Impressed with Jalen Brown. Um, okay, we'll put a pin in the we'll put a pin in the Celtics just for now because I wanted to ask you, Tobes. Early doors. I, I feel I know what you're going to say. Um, Kado, I'm interested in your opinion on this, yeah? Top two in the East at the moment. It will not last. I think the Nets will rise to the top. But okay, that aside, yeah? 76ers in the Miami Heat. Who are you more impressed with in the early season? Kobe, Pat Riley, the boys, Miami Heat. <laughs> All right, explain yourself. Explain yourself. I mean, currently, I don't identify any solid weaknesses. They're playing pretty solid basketball on both ends of the court. Um, and they're doing it kind of quietly. It's kind of like we talked about the Sixers last year when they went on this mad run and they were, and we were all kind of gassed for them because they were like doing it outside the limelight. Even even the way they're winning, Miami Heat are still not at the forefront of everyone's mind. Jimmy Butler is bossing things. Yeah, he is again, you know. On, we'll touch on it later, but that boy is not struggling with free throws. You know why? Because he, he earns them free throws. <laughs> none, of the, none, none of this flopping around. He going to the hole. Ah, He's right. looking amazing. Kyle Lowry, we just, I just talk, talked about the, the, the impact of uh, veteran leadership and, and, a, and a real point guard. Yeah, Kyle yeah, Lowry yeah. has transformed that team. Like Jimmy Butler's got more faith in the backcourt. Um, I think there was a quote the other day. Yeah. Tyler Hero going nuts right now. Six man favor. I think I, I was torn between him and Derrick Rose last week and I chose Derrick Rose. I'm going to scratch that and, and I want that. I want to change time. that to you Hero. Got time, but, you got time. Uh, when, when Mello, when Mello, you guys are sleeping on Mello, but okay, yeah, guys, go. That aside. And uh, one of the reasons he, he, he attributed his recent success was to the mentorship and all round uh, leadership from Carl Lowry like he said that guy knows how to put the ball where you want it yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think as an identity the team have come to the, they've come together and they all perfectly know their roles and they're all on the same page Bam's back to being his best um, I think he was comfortable as a third guy and his stats scream second guy but Kyle Lowry is now the mm. you know the uh, lieutenant to to Jimmy Butler, and it allows Bam just to run the floor, dominate on the he's dominating the glass again. Um, got nine rebounds the other day. St- can still do his nice little um, inside the pocket uh, diamond passes, and yeah, squad's really nicely built. So yeah, um, between 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 the three stars and the six man player playing great defense, great offense. As long as they can stay healthy, the, the Heat look. Very, very solid right now. So that's why they're my pick. I agree, actually. I've been I've been pleasantly surprised with them. Um one thing I've forgotten to do and I, I implore everyone to do is take things in context. Last season was a very tough season. It was very awkward, this COVID season. And to be honest, I think the Heat were a bit tired. I think they were just knackered. They didn't really get out the blocks. Um Jimmy Butler wasn't quite firing, you know, Bam wasn't quite firing and then you know what I mean? They couldn't quite get it together and then they suffered quite an embarrassing sweep um against the Bucks. And I think they've had you know, they've had the extra what I guess month or something rest and they've had their pride hurt and you know players like Bam, Mike Butler, Pat Riley himself, very prideful 
think they're on a mission. I think they're one of those teams, K-Dot, that like are going to take the regular season seriously. They could have a beast record, you know. They could be one of those, you know, 58, 59 win teams. I just feel that vibe from them. Then They haven't come into, oh, let's sort of feel it out and, you know, see how we get on and we'll, we'll, we'll get the rotation together. They haven't, they haven't come out like that. So I've got a lot of, a lot of respect for them. I am liking what I'm seeing and I like the way the team is built better than I thought it'd be. Carl Lowry continues to surprise me. Um, Kado, what are your thoughts? 76ers or the Miami Heat? Who are you more impressed with early doors? Um, I think I have to say, I have to agree with with Toby and uh, Pick the Heat. Continue. <laughs> Continue. I'm going to do that. Uh, no, literally, just because I, I, um, Carlo really surprised me. I think that the way he controls the pace of the game for them, and he's literally a general on the floor, I think it's really, um, made his presence known in that offense. Uh, also defensively, he's a pesky, you know, pest. And the fact that sort of Tyler Hero has rejuvenated himself. He's having like a bounce back year. I know it's very odd to say for a you know a third third year player, but he wasn't very good last year at all. You know his rookie card, you know value was slumping. Everyone was, you know, getting upset with him. But you know he's found his little role in the team. And um, as Toby alluded to, Bam's been Bam again. And as you rightly said, last year was a bit of a weird year with Jimmy Butler been in and out of the lineup. Uh, Bam was sort of put in this sort of figurehead role which didn't really suit him and he wasn't that type of centre and I think he needed to hit the supporting cast around him to really spur him on and I do think that they are they are you know dark horses um, to go far in the playoffs hmm. if you told me now that the Heat made it to the conference finals I wouldn't be like whoa so I do respect that um, with that having been said, and I actually agree with a lot of your points, K-Dot, particularly, um, what I would say, I'm going for the 76ers, obviously, I'm being executive producer, I get to do that, um, purely because, mate, they don't have Ben Simmons, You're f- people forget what Ben Simmons is, everyone loves to talk about what he isn't, he is not a sniper, okay, I'm getting out of the way, but he is an all-star, he is the defensive, he is a defensive player of the year candidate, he is first team All-NBA defence um, and he is the guy who's, since his entry into the league, has set up the most open threes in the whole NBA. More than Luca, more than LeBron, more than Steph, more than James Harden, more than Russell Westbrook, Ben Simmons. And you're, so you're missing him. You're disrupted. Um, you've had ben, you've had Joel Embiid um, sort of in and out of the lineup as well, load managing, and you still being very, very competitive each game. And I like that. But And the reason why I'm more impressed with them than the Heat is because the Sixers have levels they can ascend to. When they get, when they get you know, Embiid full power, when they get that trade for Ben Simmons and get Dame in there, <coughs> I mean, get, get someone in there, yeah? Then you will see how good they can be. So I just like the way Doc is working. 
I like the way that the team seems to have come together and that's really impressed me because they've got every excuse to have a slow start. They've got every excuse to say, all right, okay, well, we'll wait, we'll see how we get on, we'll see what happens in the lineup. we'll see what happens with Joel and we'll limp our way into the playoffs and then turn the switch on or whatever they used to call it when they when they the playoffs. You know who's really been, to be fair to them, you know who's really been carrying the weight is uh, Seth Curry. Yes, correct. Yes, Tobes. He's been, uh, it's been a, he's been a, he's been a light for them in, this, in these dark times. He's enjoying the responsibility by the sound, by the looks of it. He's enjoying the responsibility. Um, yes. Yeah. 61% from the field for a guard. Ridiculous. Sadly, on 17 last. points. <laughs> what? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> with a curry, you never know. To be fair, exactly. With a, with a curry, with a curry, you never, never know. But yeah, that's that's my that's my two cents on the seventy sixers, with the with the respect given to the Miami Heat, and I'm in, I'm enjoying the Eastern Conference. I'm enjoying the Eastern Conference a lot, a lot, a lot. With that having been said, Will Smith, thank you very much. Let's keep it moving. Ever so slightly to the West Coast. Now, Western Conference, we have the Utah Jazz in number one. We've got the Golden State Warriors in the same record, number two. The Dallas Mavericks, number three. The LA Lakers now in fourth. Grizzlies, five. Nuggets, six. The Sacramento Kings in seven. The Phoenix Suns in eight. And that's it. They don't get the clap because... Not all of them are over 500, which is a shame. Only the top five are over 500. But we can pay some respect. So I'm happy to see my Lakers sort of getting it together a little bit. I don't like the, I don't like their um, defense at all. But when you're figuring things out, it's important to not leave yourself too much of a hole. You know what I mean? You don't want to have to be clawing things back after the All-Star break when the season begins. I remember last year, a strong start really helped the Lakers. If they didn't have that early strong start before the injuries, they wouldn't have even made the playoffs. So I like that, but I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the Lakers today. Who I want to talk about? We'll start positive this time, Tobes. Yeah, you happy with that? Of course. The Golden State Warriors. Wardell Curry has been phenomenal. They are basically joint first in the West. And Stephen A. Smith had an interesting take today where he basically has picked, as it currently stands, the Golden State Warriors to win the chip. To win the chip. Now, I don't know who wants to go first, but tell me what your thoughts are on this take. Tell me what your thoughts are on this take. Uh, Just open up. Tell me what you you found impressive about the Golden State Warriors and... I just want to know your thoughts on this take because I've got my opinions on it. But Golden State Warriors potentially for the chip. Go. Okay, I'll let you. I'll let you. No, I'll no, you I know you're itching, itching. Go on. Itch, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's the rule. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, the chip. Wow. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to be excited for. I won't lie. Um, 
there's been Steph came out the gates exploding, right? And being vintage Steph, doing the shimmies, shooting from wherever he wanted, getting the crowd pipe, hyped. But what's been impressive lately is um, he's had a few rough nights, actually. And yet they've still been able to power through and persevere. And I say that because without 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 uh, Clay out there and losing KD, whenever Steph doesn't go off, they didn't normally have a consistent scorer. Yeah, Wiggins... Yeah, you know I don't like Wiggins, but Wiggins had his moments last season. But he's, as you can see, he's not a consistent guy. Um, so this year, I've been impressed by the streaks of Jordan Paul. He got thirty-one last night. That guy is definitely not afraid to shoot the ball. Um, they've picked uh, they picked up Gary Payton the second, uh, another guy who I like. Threw down a monster dunk the other day, um, and they're just kind of plugging and playing quite a few very decent role players and guards and their team's just is quite deep. Um, so they've got a lot to look forward to. Obviously Clay's on the precipice of coming back. So we're going to see the Splash Brothers United. There'll be an even different beast when that happens. Um, and you're going to have James Wiseman eventually returning. So right now they've been playing Kevon Looney. So Wiseman should be back. But on the, on the subject, on the subject of big men, that's where I don't know if they can do it. That's why I'm, I'm not sure if they can take it. To the agreed. Chip. They agreed, will agreed, get. Agreed. They're not. Then right now they're they, they're getting by. They're moving the ball around. It's all it's all crusty. But the moment who's stopping Giannis? Really? Who's stopping Embiid? Exactly. These people are gonna exactly eat eat the Warriors for breakfast. And I know freeze more than two, but in playoff basketball, when it gets a bit dirty, a bit gritty, mm, I'll take the field. So hundred percent. Hundred percent agree with that. The thing is, you know what, you know what it is, yeah. Stephen A. He's seeing, he's seeing Steph Curry drop bombs. He's looking at the standings and seeing, oh, Golden State Warriors relevant again after two years out of the playoffs, yeah. And he's getting that. We've all, you know, we've all had it, yeah. That sort of summer controller, that twenty sixteen. You remember when uh, One Dance and Controller were were dominating the charts? Everyone is having a great time. Some, he's getting that twenty sixteen summer controller feelings and he's uh, he's getting in his feelings saying um golden state warriors to win it all nah. Nah, 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 nah. i love the golden state warriors right um now that kd's gone i can sort of just enjoy it a bit more you know what i mean um without sort of like rolling my eyes when he, every time they win a game and i really really enjoyed it but kdo you're an x's and o's guy yeah so i want to know your opinion on this it's what Tobe said. Like you got, it's get styles make fights, right? And I think the Golden State Warriors are a horrible matchup for pretty much anyone who comes out of the East. I think Milwaukee will make it very difficult for them. They're long. They got really good defense, even in the guard positions, and in the front court they will bully. They they will really bully in the front court. You saw Aiton made to look like a child against Giannis, right? Um, the the Nets I think have just got too much. Um, Philly, we'll see what what Philly look like at the end of the season. But again, with Embiid and a solid guard, solid guard play, length, athleticism on defense, the thigh balls of the world, Ben Simmons if he's back, very difficult. Um, I think no to this take, Stephen A. But I will put respect on your put name. Respect on my name. Because you understand me when y'all say. In my, my name, view, I actually now think they're favourites for the West. 
Um, so that's my hot take. Spinning off Stephen A's hot take. K dot, what's your take? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I um, that's my first thought. That yeah, those East in the East will eat them alive in the paint. Um, even with having the unselfish play of Clay and Steph and them setting amazing screens for each other, the form movement that they have. I just think that, yeah, if you can't get it done in the paint, uh, it's, it's looking very, very bleak for you, in the, especially in the playoffs. Um, I don't think it's a horrible take for at all. Also, uh, the portion, you know, I, I know everyone loves Clay and he's my... My favorite player of this generation. <laughs> He's so you. Um, <laughs> it's just I don't want people to ex- people to expect too much from him too soon, and I think that um, especially with the fact, I would love to know how he comes back defensively because I think defense is about effort and wanting to defend. And are we going to see the Clay Thompson of you know yesteryear? I'm not, I'm, I don't know. That's the problem, and I, I think a lot of it is a lot of their success was based on the fact that Clay would pick up the the uh, position's best scorer. And will he have the same influence over a, a seven-game series like he did before? I mean, I, I'm hoping so. I really, really am. Okay, well, what's your instinct um, saying? What's your, in, what's your instinct saying? There's a lot of hype. What's your instinct saying? You're, you're, as I said, you're uh, big on basketball. You're big on X's and O's. Are they coming out uh, of the West? What's Clay going to contribute? Talk to me. No, I think offensively he'll be, I don't think he'll lose a step, but I think defensively, I think he will. I think there's going to be a bit of a drop-off and that's not that's not to denigrate him at all. It's just that I think the horrible, horrible injuries that he's that he's had um, will just play a detriment. I mean, just human nature, um, unfortunately. I think that's why I, I can't really pick them to go, oh, well, to win the chip. Um, I think they'll go... You know, actually, I think they'll win the West and they'll get to the second round. Oh, Tobes. Tobes had it. For those not watching on YouTube, the Tobes had a little... I don't know. He didn't, he didn't seem happy with that at all, K-Dot. And you're not a Dudley boy. Uh, you have to remember, you're not... He yeah, doesn't yeah, defer yeah, to yeah, you I'm like a, he I'm does, Tawley. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Harlem Heat guy. Um, no, but And I have to give it to Steve Kerr. I think that uh, a lot of people... Um, uh, diminish his accomplishment somewhat in relation to the fact that you know he's had, you know, the greatest shooter of all time, and he's had KD. Um, but actually, he's done an amazing job of the young guys blending them into the offense. Um, Tobes, you do you want to get anything off your chest, bro? You didn't. You didn't seem happy at all. No, no, no. I mean, everyone's entitled to an opinion, isn't it? You just um, don't respect it. That's that I was that don't. was like a. Kyrie Irving, yeah, he's entitled to his opinion, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yeah, like, because I mean, even to make out the West, I'm not 100% sure, you know. Uh, Kado dropped, touched on some of the points. Um, but yeah, they're chugging more along now. But how, how, can, how long can Jordan Paul and the Paytons of the world really like contribute consistently? We'll, we'll come to see. And then don't have too much expectation on Clay. Yeah, we all want him to come back and be dropping 12 frees a game, but it could take some time. Um, and uh, when it comes down to that play in, play off, and coming out the West, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, 
your Lakers could do could do some biz with with the three of them now, like after original hiccups, teethings, and you can see them like getting a bit coy and savvy and being annoying in the in the in the playoffs. You've got um that West is pretty open as well. You've got Kawhi waiting out in the wings just doing nothing. He's just like, Yeah, you Paul George drag him to play in and I'll come mm. through. You've got um Denver, you know, if Jamal Murray comes back, that's a game changer for them. You've got uh <laughs> the lack of respect to the Jazz sitting pretty at the top, looking comfortable yeah, as hell. No, they're, 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 and you know what they're doing this year? I'll give props to you. They're resting Mike Conley. Yeah, because they already know, like, look, everyone knows. Everyone in the everyone in the league and all the fans think of us as an actual bit of a joke because they keep winning and winning and winning, but don't make any noise in the playoffs. And what they know and what they re- what happened last season is Mike Conley was injured and had no juice. And that man is yeah, built for the playoffs, so they've already started seeing him. So even even that as a matchup can be tough. So I don't know. Like it's not to say that I think people. I'm hearing a lot of automatic. They're coming out of West. I just think. It's it's a bit too early. Uh, to be honest, there's no what the West is. I can't even tell you who's the favorite right now. West is cowboy season. Anyone can get it. It is. It is, and I'm interested to see when people lock in their picks. We got a bit of time. We got a bit of time. You know what I mean. So I'll be interested to see when people lock in their picks. Right. Okay. You guys, I got something for you. Who's more woeful? Who's in a more woeful situation at the moment? New Orleans Pelicans or the Portland Trailblazers? They're both in stinky positions for different reasons. I think New Orleans Pelicans, because I think they don't seem to have an identity in any way, shape or form. And I know Zion's out. They just they just seem like they're in a bit of a lull, just a, a you know, just meddling in mediocrity. I think that's a that's a worrying place to be. You know, you're not truly tanking, but you're not truly looking to to propel into the upper echelons. Um, you could be talking about Portland when you say that. So though. yeah, <laughs> just in there. No, but with Portland, I just think that they've got a bona fide superstar in their ranks. Um, I know he's been struggling, but you know, I mean, he's staying. Um, <laughs> And I think they'll figure it out. I think they will. I really do. Um, I hope so anyway. Um, you know, we all love Dame on this pod. So I hope he, um, yeah, I hope, I hope he gets out of his flunk. Um, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna say Portland. Um, and I'm going to say Portland because of this. I think the most beautiful thing you can have in life is hope. And I think the New Orleans Pelicans have hope. And... The Portland Trailblazers don't. The Portland Trailblazers are kind of maxed out. You know what I mean? They're in that job where you're on 50k a year and now it's what they call it dead man's shoes, just waiting for someone to to retire or die before you can move up. They ain't got nothing to add. That's the same formula. It's the same kind of thing. And, you know, arguably they've gone backwards. They've now got a rookie coach. Um... So that would be my concern. Whereas with the, with the New Orleans Pelicans, as poor as they are, we have seen this before. You got high draft pick, pick, you start off poor, and over a three or four year period, you build. It's like a little they're doing their little the process thing. Zion, I'm worried about. 
I've got to say I'm worried about. He's he's gone from being injured to being injury prone. Maybe, maybe I don't want to paint him with that brush too early. But ultimately, you have a superstar when he does play. What was he averaging? Twenty seven and ten or something ridiculous like that. You have that in the bank. You're going to have another high draft pick, um, and yeah, you've got you've got generational transcendental talent who's young. So you've got hope, Portland. You don't have hope for me. Um, I just feel for Dame. Dame, he's probably the well, yeah. Now that Giannis has won a chip, Dame is now the the player I most want to win a chip in the NBA. Um, Tobes, you want to break this deadlock? There, Dame. You know, Dame. It's a it's Portland. I want them to be bad. In, in, <laughs> what? In contrary, because I want this saga to end. Like, what's, what's the term, Cade? Dot um, floating in mediocrity or swirling in mediocrity, right? Like, yeah, that's it. That's the old K dot. That's the K dotism. K dotism. Um, yeah, man. Like, some people firm it. Yeah, everyone's everyone's loyal until they're not. I thought I can be wearing my Thunder t-shirt. I thought Russ was going to stay there. That that same season, he was like, "See, I'm, I'm going Houston." You know what I mean? Like, exactly. And and and, and the the city didn't even bat an eyelid. They were like, "Yeah, fair play, man. You you rode it out. You did your dues." It's like the the game's changed now. You don't have to actually stay uh, your whole life. You just got to look like you want to. And Dame's done that in tenfold. Like, he could have gone four seasons ago. So. Facts. And this season, I look at that team. They didn't change a thing. I think, who was their big acquisition? They brought in, um, gosh. They brought in Larry Nance Jr. Nice, nice, oh, nice, nice. Goodness. What, so they, what are they on? What are, they, are they trying to win a chip or are they trying to be on House of Highlights? <laughs> what they? just, yeah, it's, can... just, it's just not enough. And I think with his poor start to the season, he's averaging like 18 points right now. Is like, he's mentally... I think he's just mentally realizing like his situation like, about how far away that team is from legitimately going the way. And it's put him in this awkward stance. So I want them to, <laughs> for the sake of Dame, sorry to all the other players on that team, but for the sake of Dame, I'm like, I want them to be bad so that it kind of jolts him into doing something and, it's, it's and just, uh, yeah, potentially it's one, leaving. It's one of those things where if even if he doesn't win a chip, you want to just see him somewhere different. You just want it a bit fresh, fresh for him. In a K dot, like you know, and sometimes you just need a new thing. I don't, you know, like, just, yeah, just, just need to, absolutely, <laughs> just need absolutely. to switch it up absolutely. a little bit. Like ugh, <laughs> it's just tired. The whole the whole narrative is just tired now. It's like our oh, Dame versus the world. Kind of CJ when he has like a nice 10, 15 game stretch, we pay him as Jews. But ultimately, it's kind of like Dame versus the world. Oh, Dame is doing this in spite of that. Our oh, Dame, you know what I mean? His team's not even good enough to get him an MVP. Because you know, it's got to be like best player on one of the best teams. It's like they never quite good enough to get him an MVP. So we've just got to the point where it's just getting a bit sad, man. Um, but Kado, I see what you mean about New Orleans, particularly with they, you look at David Griffin. I I love I love when I see this type of stuff, though, boys. Like people go on and on about LeBron, the GM, this, that, and the other, and it's just like, okay, so make another hove. <laughs> like you know, what I mean, like do it again. Like if you if you really if you if you really think you could do it without LeBron, if you really think, oh, I can't remember what um he said he called LeBron a distraction or something. 
when he left. It was sort of like a veiled. I think it was a dig more at Cleveland than LeBron because they say, "Oh, LeBron's got too much thing." You know, he's looking forward to building his team on his own. It's like, all right, okay, so pff, cool. Like, um, and I'm disappointed with David Griffin as well, but I find it funny because there's so many people take the little shots at the king, but he's the king for a reason. They didn't just give him the crown. Anyway, 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 thank you for that. Tobes, 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 you brought something to my attention before the pod that we're definitely going to discuss. And this is the refereeing changes this year in the NBA, seen by many as very controversial, but a good thing, seen by many as that. It basically says that defensive players will not be penalised if contact is made when the offensive player is making an unnatural or non-basketball move. Now, this has some consequences. I don't know whether it's unintended consequences or intended consequences, but there has been consequences, very interesting observations. What have you got for me? Okay, so from a statistics standpoint, the average NBA offensive rating has dropped by more than six points. Now, Ooh, okay. if, you're new to basket, if you're new to basketball, you might think six doesn't sound a lot. Six is a lot in terms of uh, the weight, the weighting of points and what that means to a team and the ultimate victory in a, in a, in a game. And so, also, Tobes, people have got to remember yeah. that that six is an average. So for some yeah. teams, it won't be making a difference. But for other teams, it's going to be not six points, eight points, 10 points, 12 points. That's mad. That is actually, like, if you take it in context, that is mad. If you consider most games a one possession, two possession games, that's changing things massively. It has. And, and obviously, a long way out, but trajectory wise, we're, 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 we're on course to have the lowest scorer season since the 14 15 season. And mad. from that 14 15 to last season, We've been breaking records repeatedly every year, scoring more and more points. Um, so it is very interesting that this foul call has come into play. And even though we're attempting more free pointers and uh, people are getting just as many shots up, the free throws have gone down. So um, averaging across the league NBA-wise, 20 free throws this season compared to 21.8. And what's what's really catching the headlines, I think, is the is that the superstar players are not scoring as much as they wanted to. So let me let me let me let yeah, me drop who, it down. Who in particular? Let, who in particular is let let's 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 let me play uh what kind of what, what game do we grow up with? I don't know, blankety blank or some kind of generic Saturday uh, show. Okay, if well, I if I give you if I give you a name, I want you to tell me if they've gone uh if they're averaging uh more or less points and also if it's a result of a of the free throw change. So for example, let, let, let's start with, uh, let's start with someone that's made headlines. Let's start with, no headlines. Let's, okay. Let's start with uh, Damian Lillard. Simple, easy one, right? Okay. Dame Lillard. I'm going to say he's averaging less points at the moment. And I know that because he's in a slump, but I'm not going to say it's because of the free throw changes. He's, he was never one of those sort of unnaturalists. Uh, as I'm calling them now. <laughs> um, 
Tell me. No, no, that's, that's a good shout, good shout. So he's he's down 9.6 points per game Yeesh. compared to last season. But his free throw attempts have only dropped by 3.2. So is he is he's feeling it, but let's say not as heavy as uh, oh. some of the others. I'll give okay, myself that, a wrong. Disappointed in Dame, but okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, let's go for someone else. Let's go for someone who who is is in the limelight because let's say their game's built somewhat around it. Let's go with someone like Trey Young. What are we saying for Trey Young? Okay, Doc. I think he's averaging less. Yep, less points. So he's down by just three points. Oh, is that all? He's down... 4.4 free throws so <laughs> that's four free throws so we were just talking about point differential right six this guy got four more free throw attempts and he was like an 80 90 shooter so he's leaving it out there on the floor yeah um okay let, let's let's try uh let's try another one let's try another guy all right let, let's let's do someone and, and this will um this little thread i'm trying to draw let's try let's try a big guy now let's try joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, yeah. So mm-hmm. again, I'm going to say less points because, as you you've already said, that sort of people are averaging less, and I know he's been load managed a bit, so less points. I don't think it would really be anything to do with his free throws. Really, he was known as a bit of a flopper, but he get he's yeah. a big guy. He gets a lot of contact, no? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So he's down seven point five points. Seven he's only percent. down. He's only down one point nine free for. Okay, points. respect to him. Respect yeah. to him. Then I like that. And he, he gets contact the proper way. Exactly. I'm going to finish on the crown jewel of my <laughs> example, and that is uh, that's my man Jimmy B. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, B. At the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Well, what, are we, what are we reckon for him? Go on, Kato. I think it's about the same. I think he's averaging. Uh, actually, let's say I think he's averaging more. I think he seems like a. He's not a flopper. I think he takes pride in taking the hits. Yeah, in those calls. Agreed. And and, and he, I think, he, I he think was a bit down last more. year as well, wasn't he? So, yeah, yeah, he's a bit yeah. down last year as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you guys are speaking the gospel right now. Um, he is averaging, in fact, more than last season. 25 points per game uh and he's he's living at the free throw line uh and what i wanted to get out of that is that this change rule is affecting i think the smaller guards and it's affecting the smaller guards specifically because they have engineered and manufactured that rule to their advantage the james hardens the trey youngs the steph curry yeah what's james harden's numbers I, I was trying to. It's, it's ironic in this article. It's got like bad people, but it doesn't have one for James Harden. But I know that he's currently averaging eighteen points per game, which is down seven, I think, from his average last year. Um, and his free throw attempts is like eight or nine differential. Now that guy is struggling, and it, one of the funniest things, if you watch, sure, if you follow your House of Highlights Beach reports, is how. He's still making them same faces, you know, that same, hmm? Yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that like, uh, who, me? Um, and the rest just ain't buying it. When We had Steve Nash come out earlier this season, say, you know, they're picking on James Harden. Following game, he got to the free throw line like 14 times, but 
overall he is struggling and whilst they're struggling whilst there's less points in the game you got to admit that the the game itself is a lot more fun oh, people mate, are saying it's, it's a bit more, more. nine it's a bit more nineties esque. We got the return of a bit more, bit more physicality in the game. That's why some of these broad, these broad brothers are the ones that are flourishing. My man Miles Bridges, on for most improved. He's them big round soldiers. He can go bully, bullying his way in. Jimmy Butler, we just talked about him. Um, they're relishing it. Draymond Green's the same. So I think, and and one of the other key things to know is Adam Silver is a businessman. You know, he realized the NBA was becoming one of the hardest watching games for Generation Z. We we can't... Who can sit through a game of basketball, you know, start to finish yeah, when you're not true. in the stadium? It's, it's very it's, tough, It's right? true, to be honest. Like, even me, I, I, I hop on third and fourth quarter. Exactly. And, and, and that game is being slowed down by cumbersome mad free throws. Who wants to watch James Harden shoot 15 free throws in a game? Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, we want dunks, we want corner free balls we want people losing five we, we, we want, want contact we, 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 we want people we want contact. can contesting I'm, I'm, yeah I'm get, get a bit scrappy you know 100%, what I mean? 100% with you I remember watching a Rockets game a couple of years ago I, I'll never forget that game because I was texting my cousin throughout who was in America we were both watching it like the time difference is massive obviously but we were still watching it together and he was just like James Harden he said these Rockets are so boring and I was like what because then, obviously, then like, in America, obviously, they, they get it a lot more cutely, yeah? He's like, these rockets are so boring. And bear in mind, over here, we're known as, we. what we're hearing is our Dan Tony system, one of the great offences, look at the offensive differentials. But then if you look at the numbers, it was like Harden's averaging like 18 free throws a game. And then, obviously, his other teammates say maybe they get 10 or so-and-so. They're shooting about 30 a game, slowing down, breaking it up, and it's just like, and it, and it's for like minimal contact. It's not even like you earn a free throw. It's like, oh, he's driven to the paint and he's earned a free throw. You know what I mean? Or he's gone through and, you know, it's, you don't realise it until it's, until it's here. You know what I mean? And I'm, I've been really impressed with that, but shocked by James Harden, shocked by James Harden. But I guess K-Dot, we shouldn't be that surprised in that we've seen this happen and as I said, like, I think I like what you, you're a very X's and O's guy. Um, I don't know how you feel about this rule change. A couple of things would be, firstly, the way he used to get free throws, when he got his 50, 60 point triple doubles, 30, 40, 50 point triple doubles, if you looked at the box score, you would often see between 18 and 25 free throws. Often. You know, it's it's it wasn't that common where he went like seventeen for twenty from three or something and got really hot. It was just actually he was just getting these contact fouls so so much. So now I'm like, oh okay, maybe like this is real. But everyone is just obsessed with the numbers, numbers, numbers. Um, my question to you, K dot, is not only James Harden, I guess, but will this make offensive players? better longer term or will this make defensive players better what i mean by that is i heard an interesting take i think from max kellerman actually he um he should be on first take he should be on first take i think his career will flourish now he's holding he's holding up willen 
Keyshawn. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting take from from uh, Max Kellerman. He reckons that it will uh, it will make offensive players have to find more solutions and long term make offense better. Um, someone argued back, basically saying, "Well, actually, it will enable defensive minded players to enjoy being defensive and work on that side of the game more." What do you reckon? Absolutely. I think that um, I can't for the playoffs where the game slows down, seeing the half course sets and seeing how defensively minded coaches um, draw up their plays. Um, because I think defensively people will be more aggressive um, and there won't be, they'll be less worried about, you know, those ticky tacky foul calls where actually these referees look look like they are implementing the rule change to to the letter. Um, but I, I, I have, that having been said, I, I do think that there is, you will see the great players flourish. And I think that, yes, there is there has been an adjusting period for these players, but they are top 75 players of all time for a reason. And I think that they will find a way to, to get it done. But why do um, they need to adjust? You know, like, do you not find that weird, mate? Like, what? Imagine if like... No, no I, I, I mean... I mean <laughs> I don't know, it's I mean, just human, weird. Like, you know, yeah. like, we, we, talk, we, talk, we talk about them like they're, you know, the Android 13s of the world. I mean, they, they are human. And I do think that um, in any in any era, this would have been an adjustment period for, for anyone, really. Um, especially when you've been playing basketball a certain way for you know for such a long time, it's true. But, but, there but, has to be an adjustment period. But the thing is, I find interesting. Yeah, now that they're not getting the calls, it's actually it's really embarrassing. Like it looks weird, doesn't it? All of a sudden, things change because you're like, but why are they now? It's now they've officially called it like an unnatural movement or a non-basketball movement. It kind of just validated what everyone kind of probably thought in the back of their mind like did you see the one um it was Harden versus the Heat and they were showing like five or six times where Harden clearly wasn't making an attempt to actually shoot the ball or get it in Nick Wright make it, made a compilation I was like yeah that is weird isn't it it's just a weird thing it was like it would be like if every time you dived in football you got a free kick because like the game was slowed down or stopped or you were unable to complete your dribble or something. And then all of a sudden yeah. that went away and then everyone was diving and they just weren't given. You'd be like, why are you like was that really that fundamental a part of your game? Like Ward Prowse getting like twenty two goals a season from direct free kicks or something. Like it just it just be like weird. I I just I just find it all very odd. I'm really glad, Tobes, you brought this to my attention because I didn't realise the numbers are this staggering. Like that's yeah, that's whole. It's, it's, <sighs> it's wild. Just just throw up lobs and shoot threes, man. That's all the gang wants. Just get some nasty dunks. <laughs> exactly. Just or just just try and make the shot. Why aren't you trying to make the shot? I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh man, too funny. Okay, not this one's for you. Hold on, coming up. Oh, loud. Apologies. Right, right, right. Okay, let's keep it moving, yeah. In the news, guess who's in the headlines? If I was to tell you this guy 
is a Chicago Bulls legend. This guy is a six-time champion. He is an 11-time All-NBA defensive player. He is a All-Star Game MVP. He is at least one of the top 50 greatest players in the NBA. Who would you think might be the person I'm referring to in the headlines? Uh, the greatest. <laughs> the answer is Michael Jordan, for those of you who are not <laughs> sure. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, a.k.a. the GOAT. <laughs> However, that is not the case today. There is another Chicago Bull. Sorry, say that again? So who? Sorry, I, I just I missed that. Who is it? <laughs> you may have heard of him. You may have heard of this guy. Um, <laughs> he is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Some might say the protagonist of the documentary, the ESPN doc- documentary, The Last Dance. However, I'm not referring to him. I'm referring to. What did he call himself? A, a footnote? Was it a, a side piece? I can't remember what is that word. I'm referring to one of the other guys. Um, Scotty Pippen. Now, K-Doc, K-Doc, can you do me a favour? Can you just explain why Scotty Pippen is in the headlines and what he has said? And then we can discuss the merits of what he has said. So, yes, so Scottie Pippen has been uh, in the headlines recently because um, he actually wrote a book um, or a memoir and he was very disgruntled at the way he was portrayed on the infamous uh, docuseries on Netflix, uh, The Last Dance. Now, um, if I just uh, get up the quote from him, just bear with me. Um, uh, so he just said uh, Michael deserved a large, po- large portion of the blame the producers granted him editorial control of the final product the doc couldn't have been released otherwise he was a leading man and the director except Michael was determined to prove to the current generation of fans that he was larger than life during his day and still larger than LeBron James the, play, the player many consider he's equal, if not superior. Even in the second episode, which focused for a while on my difficult upbringing and unlikely path to the NBA, the narrative returned to MJ and his determination to win. I was nothing more than a prop. His best teammate of all time that called me. Prop. He couldn't have been more condescending if he tried. Right, okay. Uh, okay. Just the last bit, each episode... Go on, go on, go on, go on. I've got to hear this. uh, Each each episode was the same. Michael on a pedestal, his teammates secondary, smaller. The message no different from when he referred to us back then as his supporting cast. Right. Okay. Tobes, I've got a few questions. Yeah, based based on what Kate has said. Okay, this is this is presented without comment yet. But okay, (laughs) when you were. Honestly, yeah, when you watch The Last Dance, yeah, did you at any point feel less respect for Scotty Pippen? Just yes or no? No. 
Did you, if anything, feel more empathy and respect for Scotty Pippen? Yes. Was Michael Jordan, however, the best player on that team? <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt. Would you say Michael Jordan is a more gripping, captivating, engrossing protagonist to a story, particularly about his last season, than anyone else, I would say, in the NBA? At that time, yeah. That's why we watched it, right? Right, okay. We watched it for MJ, not not for Pippen. When you think of late 80s... I'm, I'm, I'm coming somewhere this, don't worry. But when you think of late 80s through 90s basketball and you think of the highlights that are shown just across the league, is there anyone but Michael Jordan that you really see? Yeah, a few, a few players, but not, not, not on the same scale. Not on the same scale. 80s, 90s. So you'd be having... So late 80s. Okay, say from 1990 to 98. 1990. There's some remnants of the the bad boy... Not bad boy... Yeah, not bad boy... Yeah, bad boy... Yeah, the... the, Isaiah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Then you would have a little bit of the Rockets with Hakeem and Clyde. Have you... You a little bit, not not on the same scale. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, it's, it's it's a it's an MJ world, and we were, and everyone was just living in it. That's for sure. Okay. Baby Shaq was just was just on the just on the scene, but nah, nah. I'm just I'm just being devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Okay, <laughs> right. And final question: If you do you know anything about the Oscars? Not not terribly too much, but yeah. Okay, K dot. Do you know anything about the Oscars? Have you heard of the Oscars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I heard of Is there... Yeah, I mean, there, there is a supporting actor. Right, is, is, exactly. Is there a oh, best yeah. actor and then a best supporting actor? There is. Is there any shame in winning the best supporting actor or is that an achievement? Uh, absolutely so. right okay okay i just needed to i wanted to get that out of my system without being disrespectful um i personally do not understand this let's be real scotty pippen you are relevant largely because of michael jordan that is it that is it and that's fine michael jordan is the best ever man you played alongside the best ever man like enjoy it live it like you, yeah, you were a prop. Yeah, you were one of his best ever teammate. Take that, bro. If if I was Scotty Pippen, I would be best friends with MJ, bro. I'd be like MJ, come on, drop me, give me my little, give me a sneaker, man. <laughs> give me the little the Pippen freeze or something. <laughs> you know what I mean, just in order, give me something. You know what I mean? The little Pippen, call him the little three feet limited line, dead stock, eight hundred made or something. He said he's going after this. Um, Tobes or Kdot? I'll stop being biased now. Genuinely, though, do you think there's any merit to what he's saying? Should he be disrespected by the last dance? Um, And I'm interested to see your opinions. Do you think he's kind of overrated or 
underrated just in general through in basketball history or if he's rated appropriately. Uh, Kayla, what do you think? What do you think? Um, actually, I'll let him be the first. I'd love to know what he thinks. Oh, yeah, gentlemen. So it's, I guess it's tough because um <laughs> wasn't watching too much of it back in the day to, to really give that real, uh, have that real barometer. But from, by all regards, I try and be empathetic, right? So I put myself in Scotty Pippen's shoes and I think that's where the venom's coming from because to be fair, I don't think he probably gets as much flowers as he deserves. Like if you look at the body of work he did, yes, right place, right time, but he was also a, a tremendous player. Um, one of the vers- most versatile players we've ever seen in, in the game. And um, MJ MJ gave him his flowers too. Like he did say like, I wouldn't have been able to win, you know, a couple of them rings without Scotty by my side. Okay. So, okay. Tobes, question. I think, I think. No, go ahead. Okay, right. fine. I'll let you finish the sentence. Sorry, pal. I'll let you finish the sentence. No, uh, so so I think he is a little bit underrated in terms of what he could do. Um, I mean, we never, you never got a chance, to, or maybe he did, did, he did leave the on the tail end. Um, but I guess in his prime, you never got a chance to see like what he could do. But um, at the end of the day, like you're saying, it's just it's like everyone else in that interview. Everyone else in that team kind of just just knew no other alpha like this man. So. I think he got a bit sorry with how some of the most sensitive, more sensitive parts of the, of the documentary that was told, and that's maybe where it's coming from. Yeah, um, I'll start with a positive. I, I agree with you in that you need to be empathetic. You do need to be empathetic because you don't know how someone's feeling, and you have to respect that person's feelings, um, whether you agree with it or not. I think that goes for all walks of life, and personally and i don't know a single person who kind of came out of the um that the last dance thinking any lower of scotty pippen or thinking he was this thinking he was that even like you know the bad points they kind of sort of frame them in the right context and kind of made out like it wasn't his fault it was jerry krause's fault and all this type of stuff so i i personally never had that feeling this but obviously watching it has brought back feelings in his regard so i'll be empathetic Honestly, the only thing that has ever made me disrespect Scotty Pippen is Larsa Pippen. Um, and I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> get, get. <laughs> that's facts. Come on, that's facts. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. That's the only time I was like, he's simped a little bit. But that's, you know, for me, he maintains the utmost respect. But the one thing I want to question from you, Tobes, is what I don't understand. For you then, what would constitute Scotty Pippen getting his flowers. What what would, I mean, constitute, what would constitute him being appropriately rated? He's six-time champion. He's you know he's finished top three in MVP voting in his time. He's a top fifty player all time. Uh, you know he got recognised for his defense and the defensive play. Uh, I just don't know what I'm missing here. You're not missing anything. Very simply put, he. He ain't gonna, there's nothing more you'll get. No, if you, you didn't get it now, you, if you didn't get it back then, you ain't getting it now from, from these kids growing up. You think they've, barely, some of them don't even care about Michael Jordan. LeBron's their goat, you know what I mean? So you think they're going to be worrying about but, your but basketball you, but you said he was a bit underrated. You said that you don't think he, he really got his, got his flowers. I'm like, but how much... Like, he was Michael Jordan's 
best ever teammate. That's what he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't that, do that, anything that, on that, his that, own. No, he no, didn't no, no, do no, anything that, on his own, Tobes. That that description right there is why he's probably hurt. You're leading with your Michael Jordan's best Tobes. teammate, where it's not just saying he was one of the best two-way players of his generation, he's, best defender, uh, a great athlete, and contributed lots to it. That's I think that's what gets him. He's he's known <laughs> by association, which is which is fair, but he's, I think he's a known by association. All the time. Yes, but Tobes, all he, the time. He didn't do. He. It's not about him sulking. He didn't do anything without MJ. That's nah, he's that, sulking. He's, he's sulking. You know, the, the the only thing that the can he just wants to tell his story. That's why he's doing his book. He wants his own Netflix series. Spin his own thing. That's all that will keep him happy. He doesn't care about basketball. He doesn't care about getting his flowers. Really, that's why I think it's more of a social media attention thing. You I'm know? telling. Listen, he don't want his last dance. You don't want his last dance when he, he flamed out over in Portland or whatever. I was averaging 13 a game. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro, like people need to, you know, just be grateful. Respect respect yourself. He's done fantastically in his life, in his career. He's a legend. This is very unbecoming for a legend. K-Dot, what are your thoughts? Is there any... I, I do want to be more empathetic because, you know, when I get on a run, I get on a run. Are there any, you know, is there any merit to what he's saying? And do you think he's a bit overrated or a bit underrated? So I think he's rated in the in the right context. Um, given the fact that he played alongside Michael Jordan and at every opportunity and every every um, every interview I've seen Michael um, do. He's always given Scott his flowers, and I think that's um, every interview that Michael Jordan has done. He's always said, you know, Scotty was amazing. I couldn't have done it without Scotty, and I don't know more, how much more he wants, how much value, more validation he wants. He's I think equal, a lot of it has to yeah, do. With the he's fact. not equal to Michael, so I don't. I don't know if he wants Michael to be like, oh, no, no, he was my peer. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, go on, go on. Exactly. But I do think, I, I do think that, like most things in life, I do think a lot of it has to do with money. Now, um, the reason being was because in the last couple of years, Scotty was probably making, was it 2.7 million a year? And uh, Michael Jordan was making 30 million a year. That's just on in base salary alone. And I think that. I think Scotty thought that Michael would have gone to Kraus and Reinsdorf had said, listen, you know, please sort this guy out, man. He's my, you know, he is my best teammate. But actually, Michael Jordan only cared about himself. That was a known thing. And he still cares about himself. Um, apparently in the memoirs, he also stated that, uh, Scotty Pippen also stated that um, uh, Michael Jordan received $10 million from the last dance and his teammates didn't receive anything. And I think again, it's just this, <laughs> I think it's this, this whole, it's about, I think it is about, I think in his mind, um, money equals respect. And I don't think he's been given either um, by those things. But with that being said, every man's entitled to his pride. And unfortunately for him, it's probably it was probably drafted by the wrong team. He's probably born in the wrong generation, and he must be the most the luckiest, unluckiest man I know because 
fundamentally no one ever talks about him in isolation which is I don't know which is I, I mean I don't think that's such necessarily a bad thing I mean being associated with the probably the most famous sports star to ever walk this earth to me some people that that might be hitting a lottery but to some people that might be uh, a curse yeah uh, he's coming much. across like um he's coming he's coming across like a I don't know if I can even say it or not, but I'll just say I can always edit it out for it. Uh, he's coming across like, what's her name? Melinda Gates. You have to just be great, grateful, would it? Have your foundations, do this, do that. <laughs> but why are you, why are you kicking up a fuss for? Does he really think he'd been successful on his own? With Michael Jordan in the league, like what does he think? If he got drafted to Atlanta or something, he could have gone head to head with Michael. Um, right, okay, okay, all right, okay, let's, um, let's, uh, <laughs> has anyone got anything to say, anyone want to redeem in any way, or should I just move on, because I feel like I'm going to end up getting myself cancelled, oh, yeah, there we are, see, K-Dot's messaging me separately, telling me don't get cancelled, I might have to just take that bit out, but, yeah, I just think the short of it is a little bit disappointing, Scotty, because my respect for him was at an all-time high. My reception was a really all-time high after the last dance. It? Just coming across very salty. Very, very salty. <laughs> K-Dot, it's you now, mate. Um, I would like to know your picks for the season, seeing as you were absent last year. So um, I'm going to put my ticker timer on, um, which is supposed to be 59 seconds. And I'd like you to run us through your picks for the awards. Okay. Um, you ready? Take your time and we'll go through it. And we go. Talk to us. So, my 2022 uh, MVP, I think, um, I think Giannis. I think that he'll have a breakout year. Um, people saying he's going to rest, etc., and you know, attack the playoffs. But um, you know, I think he'll show out this year. So that's my MVP, defensive player of the year. Ooh, I can't see it going to anyone else other than Rudy Gobert again. He's yeah, we've just been defensively, he's been very, very good. Is he already sixth man? Oh, you're 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 well off on the timer. Go on, pal. Six man. Sorry, sorry. Uh, six man. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, most improved. Oh, oh man. Six man. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, six man. Jordan Clarkson again. I think. Um, most improved. Oh, so difficult. Um, oh, I'll come back to that most improved one. Oh, okay. um, Rookie? Coach of the Year. Oh, sorry. Coach of the Year, Steve Kerr. And Rookie, rookie of the Year. He's had a slow, very, very, very slow start. But uh, I think Kate Cunningham will come good. You've got Cunningham. I do. I've got hope. Okay. Has he been injured? 
Because it's not been firing. Oh, that six man of the year is a tough yeah, one. Into... No, you got six man as Clarkson. No, you mean improved. most improved? Oh, sorry, Dr. Clarkson. Who did... Most improved, that was it. Most improved. Oh, that one's tough. Um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little uh, cheating. J- Jar Moran, most improved. <sighs> That's not impossible, you know. That's not cheating. Nah, you, you missed your boat, man. The clear, the clear winner right now is Miles Bridges. Yeah, yeah, it's Miles Bridges. It is, but but we listen. We got time. We got time. We got time. But uh, I was interested to see where your head's at. So you've got. I've got. I say you've got Clarkson as six man. You've got Gobert as defensive player of the year. Um, I can understand yeah. those shouts because I think Utah again are going to have a very good regular season. It's a regular season award. Yeah. Um. So I can yeah. I can actually I can see that. I think Ollie had Gobert as. A, did he? No, I think nah. he had Draymond. You I, had I, Gobert. I had Gobert. You yeah, had Gobert had as Gobert. as well. Um. So I I, I see that. Um, Jar Moran, I don't think it's a terrible shout, you know. I think that's a good shout, in fact. He's improved massively. If he if if he averages thirty a game this year, twenty, you know, high twenties a game, and Grizzlies make the playoffs like more comfortably this year, he won't be like MVP because his team won't be good enough. But he's he's not the typical profile of someone who wins most improved. But I've, I I think I think that could be a sleeper pick. I think that could be a sleeper yeah, pick. Or I was gonna go for, or I was gonna go for Tyler Hero. I think that is out of those two that I was really thinking about. The Tyler Hero is more um, six man thing though. Um, where we veer is um, Giannis. So you had Giannis as MVP. So the same as Oli. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. He's. I just think that. He's won finals MVP. I think there's a bit of Giannis fatigue. And I think with MVPs, you've got to think narrative. I'm not sure what narrative you're leaning towards of Giannis winning it again. Um, 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 yeah. Actually, he's another good year again. I just yeah. think he's been, over the last three or four years, he's been very, very consistent in the regular season, I mean. And the Bucks don't want like, that. They've lost a step, really. So... And um, I just think I, I just I just think I think he's in his prime. He's the PR prince. Um, I, I think he'll always be there. Yeah, I think he's he, I think he's on that run in his career where he'll be in the running like for like five six years straight, um, and win a, win a couple. And Steve Kerr, I like that pick. I like that pick. Um, I had Doc Rivers as coach of the year because you weren't here last week. I had Doc Rivers as coach of the year because I think if he can do really well with Philly. Um, under these circumstances, I think he'll be rewarded by his peers. Um, but I think actually both Tobes and Ollie had Spo. And again, if the Miami Heat are doing well, I can see both of them in that position. Um, I had Jalen Green for Rookie of the Year um, just because he would have absolute free reign at the Rockets. I had Giannis Defensive Player of the Year, kind of for the reasons you said. He's going to be PR Prince. He's going to put up a lot of numbers. I think there'll be MVP fatigue, but I think they'll be like, Giannis, okay, just hold this then. <laughs> I, I had Lonzo Ball. He's going to be he's getting better and better and better. I had him as most improved player because I think his team will actually be good. I think he'll be starting. I think, um, I think, hope, I think he'll get a bit of love this year. 
Only thing is, I'm now wondering, will his numbers go up? I think it's one of those where they like to see the numbers go up as well, isn't it? Not sure how much they will. Um, I had Mello as six, man. Great narrative pick. Great narrative pick. And if he's averaging 18 a game and the Lakers do well, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. I don't, Tobes, Tobes is just, he seems baffled by it, but... <laughs> As I said, you know what? No, he, he's been. Yeah, you know what? I laughed hard last week, but he's looked decent. He's looked decent in that six man role. <laughs> exactly. He's 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 bailed, he's, he's bailed them out. He's he's, um, he's doing well. Yeah. And I had Steph probably for similar reasons. You had Kerr. Um, I think the Golden State Warriors will do well, and I think he's an, again a nice narrative pick. There's no reason to not. Oh, get yeah, he, he's got to pick his. I think we did. He's coming out the West. He's coming out the East. Yeah, he's champion as well. He's, he's got that. He's got that coming up next, Tobes. But uh, I was just uh, filling next, him in uh, on okay. my thoughts and my so and so. So I'm kind of with, I'm uh, kind of okay. with you. I like I like your rationale, Tobes. You got anything to add? Um, sort of comparing to yours. Your your list was quite a lot different. Um, uh, yeah. So I was I was in KD's camp for MVP. Yeah. Uh, I think with Kyrie being out um, and Harden struggling, he's carrying that team. And that guy, man, he's now, like like you, Matt, said earlier, I've, now that he's left Warriors and I've got over the hump, I'm just enjoying his game now. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's still, he's just too smooth with it. I want him to really kill a team. Like, he can get, he could get to 100 points in a game. I, I'm convinced. Like, that guy is a walking bucket. Yeah. Um, sixth man, I before he blew up, I, I was torn between Derek Rose and Tyler Hero. Um, I ended up choosing Derek Rose, but... Obviously, Tyler Hero is winning now at the moment. Uh, we agreed on Gobert, as Matt said, add Spolstra. Uh, Ricky the Year went with Evan Mobley. I like what the Cavs are doing out there, running a seven foot only front court. Like <laughs> Mobley's, play- Mobley's <laughs> playing small forward. They don't care. They're playing him next to Jarrett Allen and <laughs> Markinen. And he's, he's looking he's looking like he could be a problem. So yeah, I did that. He's just like a stud, yeah. Yeah, MIP. Uh, yeah, MIP is always a tough one. Obviously, Miles Bridges is running out of the gate at the moment. But before that, I put uh, Keldon Johnson or Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, oh, yeah, you did, yeah. Chose Jaron Jackson. Chose Jaron Jackson in the end, just because I thought running alongside, he's meant to be the number two to Jar Morant. So I thought he'd, he'd, he'd really flourish there. He's, he's still not looking like he's quite there. Um, Keldon Johnson came into my mind just because of the back of the Olympics and um, being, you know, Around those winners, I thought he might blow up for the Spurs again. Maybe not, not quite yet, but he's looking okay. Um, so yeah, that, that was my pick. I think we're going to revise them come the end of this month. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and Got then after that, it's locked in. But yeah, we'll see. You see, you seem comfortable. You seem quite comfortable with a few of your picks. Some of them, some of them. There may be some slight changes, but not not too much, not too many. Yeah. See, okay, K dot. Um, this leads us to our final piece, which is where you will tell us who is coming out of the east, who is coming out of the west, and then who do you think is going to be the overall champion this season? Would you like who wants to be a millionaire? Would you like 21 seconds to go, or would you like countdown? Um, you pick for me. I'm gonna put you on countdown. Are you ready? <laughs> You're such a professor, with it? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, go on. Go on. Remember, yes, East, on. West, and finals. Okay. East, West, and winner. Ready? And we go. 
Oh, you know what? It's a difficult one. I think when it's all said and done, I think the Brooklyn Nets will come out of the East. And uh, for the West, oh, it hurts my heart. I've got to say the Lakers and uh, the Lakers take it all. Lakers take it all? Whoa. Whoa. Oh my goodness. I've got to say, I'm shocked by that. Um, You think the Lakers could take it all? As I said, you've got until then in November to take your people. Okay. Let's finish on that then. What is what have you seen from the Lakers to make you think that, or is this faith, faith in? No, I unseen? just think they're not. I mean, yeah, it is blind faith, but I do. I don't think that they're like the. They're not built for the for the regular season. I just think they're willy nilly. They're they're just winging the regular season and just hoping that they get like a top three seed, and then just. And I just think that they will do their they'll do their damage in the playoffs. I think obviously with AD. Uh, being healthy, LeBron being motivated this year, I just I can't look past them. In my opinion, I just think they've got a lot of. I just think they'll figure it out at the right times. They've got veteran presence on that team. I just think they've got all the tools. Vogel's a, a decent enough coach to to uh, to help them out. They've got Le GM. I mean, it's it's difficult to really look past them. In my opinion, I'd love to. I'd, I would have loved to said the Warriors, but I just I'm not sure. Who's, I mean, who's handling AD if, if AD's all singing and all dancing? I, I'm more interested in you think they're no going to take on the Nets. You think Kyrie's really going to miss the finals? The thing is actually with Kyrie. <laughs> I, I don't, I couldn't well, Kyrie, see it that the Kyrie's big three are not there for the being. finals. I think, yeah, I, I just think, I mean, I mean, Kyrie's probably made about 300 mil in his, in his NFL <laughs> career. What's a, I don't know, what's a 50 milli? Lost. I mean, to be fair, I do think um, yeah. When it's all said and done, I do think that the Brooklyn Nets they will figure it out. They'll look dangerous. I think James Harden, he's James Harden for for goodness' sake. I think he'll f- figure it out himself. Um, then they'll come back. I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, this is all pre- um, this is all said without knowing what the Ben Simmons thing is going to look like down the road and where he's going to end up. Um, but even if he does end up in, I mean, if just for argument's sake, if Dame does go to the Sixers, actually. No, no, no. Don't change your mind now. Don't change your mind now. We'll wait. We'll do this again. First episode of December. Yeah. Tobes, you got any reactions to this? Um, the Lakers is I mean it's not it's not is I mean that's the reason they got Russ right to 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 make that step in the postseason. Um because I mean the West is like I mentioned earlier, I'm not I'm not really there's no I'm not sold on anyone particularly in the West. So the, there's no reason why you know LeBron, Russ, AD don't just figure out completely, throw in Melo too, um and the four of them just build the chemistry talk tactics, stay healthy and really attack the postseason. There's no reason why they can't because like, like Kato was touching on, when you look at that assembly of talent, if they're all healthy and all good, do you really see them going down in seven to anyone? Like it's, or, you know, it's pretty tough. So there's reasoning behind it. Um, (laughs) 
I put I picked the Nuggets, K dot. Uh that good that good ish. Uh at the time I was like I'm pre- I was pretty because um, I think uh, the Joker's now legitimate. He ain't, he's never dropping off for like the next ten years. That man is not dropping off. He might even get better. He's arrived. Um, he's arrived. It's one of those, isn't it? When he's arrived. Yeah, yeah. He's like perennial all star now and top five player in the league. Um, and I was hoping Jamal Murray would come back and have a little bubble Murray moment, and the rest of the rest of the team can just do their thing. You know, Will Barton and Co. So. Eh, well, may revise that one. And then I had I agreed with you on the Nets uh, and I had the Nets coming and taking it all. But yeah, I mean, it, <clears throat> I have to admit, every, this year I'm not, there's no one bouncing at me. There's no one screaming at me, let's do it. I mean, respect to use to the Bucks. I had the Bucks Nets in the finals, but in the Eastern Conference final. But yeah, still nothing, nothing still solid yet. So yeah, we'll see. Well, that did shock me, but yeah, end of the day, you're right, Tobes, and you're right, Karim, like, they are the Lakers, they have got LeBron James, AD, and Russ, like, that's not a crazy take, it's just because they look so poor, like, defensively, and then, again, in the guard position, well, I said that two years ago, and they won the whole thing, I said the exact same thing, I said they can't shoot from the perimeter, their guard position is far too weak, and they just, I don't know what happened, they just won it, I don't even really know how um so they could do it again and i'm interested to see what happens when ellington comes back and um, tht comes back just useful pieces you know what i mean a bit more athletic a bit more good on defensive end some more three-point play so interesting to see how that goes um i think what i'll do i'm gonna leave it there i think now we've got our picks for this year i think next next week we, we've got to start our team and players of the week and we got to consider bringing back the best league in the world. Enjoyed that as well. Um, but let's get the, let's get all four of us together, and we'll see. All right. Um, for the time being, gents, it's been a pleasure. K dot, it's been fantastic having you back. We will see you guys next week. Get at us. It's the hoop call. Peace. Bing bong. <laughs> it's too funny. <laughs>